Um, okay. Uh, once again, I just want to reiterate what Sachin has said that everybody's consciousness that shows up for the meeting changes because it contributes to the energy of this group that we form when we come together. And if you choose to add your picture on the screen, and especially if you add your voice, having a comment or a question or just adding something that you want to share, that fills out this energy field with the particular energies that only you can offer. And the more of that we have in the mix, the, basically the higher the vibration goes because we're offering to give of ourselves. And that's one of the purest energy exchanges that we can have. So with that said, um, I'll just talk a bit about how, what I'm gonna do this evening. Instead of uh, beginning with a meditation, I wanted to begin with a preparation for meditation. Um, there are some schools of thought that say that your preparation for meditation is more important than the actual meditation time itself because the preparation brings you to a different state when you sit down to meditate. Your whole body, mind, brain, circuitry are in a completely different state than they are if you just come to the pillow, cushion, chair, wherever it is you meditate and you just sit down. Um, <clears throat> and I've been working with this piece of information for a good while now and more intensely for the last six weeks or so. And I really understood the difference in my own experience of my own body with preparation for meditation. So I wanted to share with you tonight, well, I'll open with doing our centering exercise and I'll talk you through it. You may get tired of hearing my voice. Those of you that know what to do, you can just go into a focused place within yourself and do it. <clears throat> but for anybody who might not be familiar with it or who might hear something new this time when they hear me go through it, I'll go through the explanation. We'll center ourselves. And then I'm going to take you through a few um, exercises that <clears throat> are part of different traditions, but they're all kind of tried and true ways to access the energy in your own energy field, your own body to wake up and facilitate the flow of energy through your body. And that's one of the main things uh, a major goal in meditation is to be able to have yourself in a centered enough place that the energies can flow, the, these amazing life force energies can flow through your body with the least bit of impediment. The, the fewer roadblocks, the 
more easily the energy flows. The more easily the energy flows, the deeper you can go into a meditative state, the deeper you can go into a meditative state, the more expansion in consciousness and awareness you experience. You kind of get through the chatter of the mind to a place that's a lot better than the chatter of the mind. So long introduction, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to encourage you guys to stand up and I'm going to take you through a couple of movements. Some of them are mudras using the energy in the hand. Some of them are yoga techniques. They're just different things that will, I think are gentle enough and you can modify them enough that no matter where your body's at, you, you'll probably be able to do some, if not all, with or without modifications. The one thing that's absolutely critical in this is that you don't push your body to anything that feels like it's outside of your comfort zone. So if I do something that doesn't feel good to you when you start to move your body into it, you sit that one out. You just watch other people do it. Um, you take care of your body. That's the first and most important thing. The other thing is, if you can be conscious of your breath coming in and out while you're doing these different movements, um, it will help focus you and make the movements easier and more powerful. And then depending upon how much time there is, I'll sit down and take you through a short, you know, meditation. And then if there's time, again, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Because you know, I like everybody to talk on Wednesday night. So, okay, I'm going to try and do this in a way that you guys can see me. I think you can see me. Will somebody unmute themselves and tell me if you have a full my head's cut off. Okay. <laughs> what about okay? Oh. What about this? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine, Dr. Berman. Yep. Okay, good. So if you can, please stand up. If you can't, do as much as you can while you're seated. So just you know, lift your knees up a little bit. I've been sitting cross-legged, so my knees need a little movement. And through all of this, make sure that the way you're standing, your knees are not locked out. You wanna have just a little bit of give in your knees because I'm gonna be asking you to move sideways and that protects our very precious knee. So just, Kind of shake it out, get yourself feeling good, <laughs> standing up. And just give yourself permission to have your feet about hip width apart. So in other words, your legs are just coming straight down out of your hips. They're about a fist and a half, two fists apart from each other. Have your knees bent just a little bit. And just take two or three really deep breaths where you just, ah, on the exhale, just let go. Any tension, tightness, and thoughts in your body that you're able to just release in that out breath. So, ah, 
Okay. And start by just moving your head around any way that feels good to you, that opens up, relaxes those neck muscles. And when you feel like it, when your body feels like moving, just let yourself shake out any energy that's ready to move. So the first thing I want to do is get you to lean forward so you can really feel your toes grounded and then lean back a little bit so you can really feel weight on your heels to the right. See how you feel it on the outside of one foot, the inside of the other, to the left. Now just make a couple of circles, easy, gentle circles so that you're so much more aware of the soles of your feet, making that connection with the ground. And then just go in the other direction. And this is a simple exercise in grounding, grounding our awareness of our body and its connection with the Earth's gravitational field and our safety, basically, being here or held by the planet's gravitation. Because this is home and we're welcome. Now I'd like you to just turn from side to side, letting your arms just hang down, loose, easy. And as you turn, let your arms move in such a way that they go one arm goes behind and the back of the hand touches the kidney area. Your back. This is a really gentle, really good wake up to the kidneys. And it really does help our kidney function. The other thing this is doing is it's loosening up the spine. It's getting the spine limber and awake. You can feel that twist down in the trunk of your body. Unless there's something going on down there or you're pushing it too hard, this should feel very good to that waist area just above and below the waist. This is a wonderful, gentle exercise for the kidneys, for the spine. Actually, the legs, you can feel the legs a little bit too. So then just let go of that, shake it out. And now we're gonna use our hands. Remember I talked about the energy in the palms of our hands, the energy is coming from the fingers of our hands. And see if you can just allow yourself to bring the hands up, straight up along that central column, and then out and around. Just do this several times and adjust it to what feels good for you. You may not want to go up quite as high. You may not want to go out quite as far. Your circles can be whatever size and whatever, how fast or slow feels right for you. 
if you are at a point where you're coordinating the breath with the body's movement, you can inhale as you're going up and then exhale as your hands come down. And just feeling this, feeling your shoulder blades moving, feeling that lovely stretch in arms, and how graceful this movement is. And now you can reverse it. So starting at the top, bringing the hands down that energy column, out, around, exhaling if you choose, down, inhaling as you're gathering this energy up. Just let yourself relax, flowing the energy of this graceful movement. It's opening the shoulders, chest, heart area. And when you're complete with that, shake it out. And the next one I'm going to ask you to do is something that if you were here last week or the week before, I talked about the forgiveness mudra. So you're going to take your thumb and your forefinger of your dominant hand, and you're going to take the very fleshy part between the thumb and the forefinger on the other hand and bring your thumb into that, that fleshy area and just kind of dig around it. If you find something that's sore or a spot that's a little tight, then move your thumb around in a massaging motion and release that tension that's built up in that particular area. And I think I spoke before about how this is a forgiveness mudra, that this massaging of that area of your hand with your thumb and forefinger can release can, can release energies that you want to forgive. So perhaps as you're doing this, you might think about, okay, I forgive myself for being judgmental when people do things that I don't like. Being judgmental is a part of being in the human body with the human mind that needs to be reminded. People aren't basically evil, and there's probably something going on for them that they're not aware of, and they're doing something that's upsetting us. Now go to the other hand. Do the same thing with your other hand. Thumb and forefinger, and then just going into that fleshy area between thumb and forefinger on the other hand, and knowing that you're releasing energies, you're offering forgiveness. Maybe I forgive myself, or I forgave myself for being judgmental, but maybe I'm going to forgive my neighbor for throwing his garbage down in my bedroom. As I massage this area, and as the energy coming from my fingers and my thumb go into the body with a conscious purpose and intention. So just relax your hands, your wrists, 
shake it out. And now I'm going to show you another way. This is breath and Well, this is, yes, this is breath. We're using our hands and our breath. So some of you know <clears throat> classic balabati. So if you let your stomach relax, it can fill with air on an in-breath. And then the out-breath is all you have to do is you pull your stomach in. Now, for me, it helps me if I kind of hold my mouth tight. And I don't know why, but when I scratch my nose up, it's a little bit easier for me to do that. So let's just do one or two of the classic Kabbalabhati breaths. So tummy out and so you see, especially if you have your hands on your tummy, when you pull your tummy in, the air just comes out all automatically. If you give yourself enough time, your, your lungs and your tummy will fill up again. So Now what I want to do is combine this with hand movements. And I'm going to turn to my side. Hopefully you can see me. My fingers are out straight and my thumbs are sticking up. When I exhale, that pulling the belly in, forceful exhale, I'm pulling my arms in. Thumbs stay up, but I'm curling my fingers. So it looks like this. <laughs> So I'd like to do seven of those. So get yourself ready. Okay, I don't know whether I said it or not, but we're exhaling through our nostrils in classic So we're going to do the exact same breath only we're holding the hands out to the side. And when we exhale, we're gonna be pulling the arms in, thumbs stay up, fingers curl, and then going back out again on the inhale. We're actually turning our head to the right and letting our eyes follow our right thumb as it comes in and out. And this is giving our eyes some exercise. So. Okay, now we're going to do it to the left. Shake it out. Feel relaxed. This is a good point. Let's work on our, our neck a little bit. So very, very gentle. And this is best done slowly. Let your head fall to the right and very slowly, just like gravity, pull it down in a semicircle. And if you feel a place where you're feeling a really good stretch, stop there, let the stretch continue and then start moving slow to the other side. When you get to your left shoulder, stop. Start down on the other 
moving back to the right side. And again, if you find a spot that you feel like you're stretching a muscle that really likes it, linger there. Just let yourself feel the goodness of the stretch. And next, it's so tight, holding our heads up, dealing with our shoulders. And you've completed two full circuits of this. Gently bring your head up, move your neck, however it feels good to move it. All right, I just want to do two more things. And I'm going to do them seated. Let me see if I can. Hopefully, you're going to be able to see me. Yes? Yes, I think you can. So, if you can, I know everybody can sit down. If anybody's got a cushion that they can sit on the floor, because sitting cross legged is really facilitates the energy flow in the body. <clears throat> because when you sit cross-legged on the floor, you form a beautiful, your body forms a triangle with the crown chakra and your pineal gland at the apex and then coming down, sitting cross-legged with your knees out to form that strong, secure, balanced connection with the earth. It's, it's a good thing. So as best you can in whatever seated posture you have, and I, I've shown you this one other time, keep your eyes open and let your eyes follow where your head is moving and it's an exercise and a stimulation for your eyes. So rocking the chest forward, looking up, and then as you exhale, just fold over. With the inhale, rising up. With the exhale, folding from the head, the chin, the chest, down to the belly down, and then inhaling back up. This is almost as though you're doing cat-cow. If you do yoga, you know the yoga posture of cat and cow. It's basically working all of the same muscles, tendons, joints, spine that cat and cow do. This is a very simple, very easy, and very powerful exercise to prepare you for your day, to prepare you to sit in it. And then the last exercise, prep exercise I want to do is hold your arms out and if you're able, touch your shoulders. And if you're not able to do it in this exact way, then it's as best you can to lift your arms up and within. Inhale, turn to the left, exhale to the right. Inhale, left, exhale, right. And just do this at your own pace going as far back in the 
inner side as feels right to you, but just letting yourself be aware of the wonderful twist in your spine, opening up the spine for energy to move through it, exercising the Shoshuna channel, allowing energy free passage up and down through that energy channel, the place where the chakras originate. And then when you're ready, you can stop. Just move any part of your body that feels like moving and settle down with your hands and your knees. Closing your eyes and letting yourself simply feel your body. Are you aware of the energy of any particular part? Or perhaps all over the body? Can you feel yourself as energy? Can you feel the energy moving, perhaps pulsating in your hands? Be aware of the breath moving in and out. Perhaps you can feel your heartbeat. You have this amazing gift, the human body, an energy field of immense complexity, vitality, beauty can heal itself with proper support. It allows us to move through the world. And in these next few moments, we're going to use this vehicle, this precious body, to hold us still while we focus on breath. And the internal experience. What I am inside of this body, inside of my hands. If your eyes are not already closed, just let them drift down. The eyelids gently touching. aware of the body held firmly securely on this planet feeling the weight of it being supported by the chair and the cushion. to the in and out of your breaths. You focus on your nostrils, feeling the flow of air as it's drawn in through the body, through your nose. 
breath in, breath out. Let yourself focus on this gentle ebb and flow of breath. air that enters our body carrying the life forces. Each breath naturally and our release, our answer to the incoming breath, our exhale, and giving back to the world around us. If you have faults, just notice them and come back to focus on your breath. No judgment. No need to examine why. Simply notice all in breath, out Each breath becomes deeper and deeper inside. Think of thought, fingers, if you're caught in You can use the practice of counting breaths. Uh Dr. Berman, your voice is not coming clearly. Maybe you have to speak a little louder or maybe move, move up a little bit. So it's getting broken quite a bit. So better? Yeah, that's better. Yes, thank you. So letting yourself focus on the breath, expansion and contraction. In and out of the breath. If thoughts come, simply notice it's a thought and go back to focusing on the breath. In and out. If thoughts become persistent, you can begin to count your breaths up to five and then begin again. One, two, 
Counting your breaths at your speed, at your comfortable in and outtake of breath. Breathing in, breathing out, breathing in and out. Recognizing as you focus on the breath, how the body can begin to relax. Resting in the rhythm of your very own breath. You are ready. Have the intention now to shift your focus from going within to becoming more aware of the body itself. Gently moving your fingers a little. Your toes. Feeling the rhythm of your breath, supporting, sustaining, nourishing you. And now as you shift more to the body, Start taking a few conscious breaths that allow you to begin with feet and with the drawing in of the breath, move the awareness of the legs, the trunk, the shoulders, the neck and your head. And exhaling another complete breath sweeps your awareness through your body. 
Exhale. And gently, slowly lift your eyelids. Moving into full awareness of yourself in space, looking around at the room around you. And perhaps <clears throat> identifying something that you're very grateful for in this moment. And just remarking to yourself, I feel gratitude for. Maybe it's your body, maybe it's this group. It can be anything. Maybe you're grateful for your breath. So I'm going to take a moment and get my glasses so I can see you guys. Hoping that people unmute themselves and maybe show their pictures and share with each other this evening. Oh, look at all these beautiful Jesus, oh, wow, <laughs> how sweet, how sweet. Oh. So who would like to share? Would you like to ask me any questions about the movements we did before we sat to meditate? Do you have feedback? Do you have something completely unrelated to share? No, today's, uh, it was really, uh, hello everybody, Dr. Berman, it was very nice, very relaxing, and uh, yeah, all that, uh, this was so simple and nice routine that we yeah. can do it, we don't, we don't have to be, any time of the day we can do it whenever we feel uncomfortable with our body, basically. These. Yes, it, it gets the energy moving. Right, 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 right. These different parts of our body, especially during COVID, we're not moving as mm -hmm. we used to. Right, right. Any stiffness or anything, just to loosen up your, this yeah. can, can be done any time of the day. Basically, I feel so, it's really good. Very oh, nice. So glad you liked it. Good, good. And yes. you know, just remember to do those things every once in a while. Absolutely. The body is an energy flow, right? right, <laughs> right. All yeah. these different energy systems, and if we just remind the body, right? You can move, you can help that energy. <laughs> yes, yes. Good. Very, true. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody else, who else would like to share their voice with us? I uh, just realized, you know, I, I try a lot of deep breathing, but maybe it is important to count ah. to keep you more focused. Absolutely. So that, yes, you're engaging your brain in paying a little bit more attention to your breath because we can think we're following our breath and then be following our thoughts at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, you can do that. And you know, uh, one time I was just taught count your breaths and then I realized, oh, I'm on 37. 
I haven't been paying attention to my breath. I knew I was counting with the breath, but I was actually following my thoughts so that when you get to five, you start over again. It's another level of helping you stay, catching yourself when you lose focus, right? So keep recounting to five. You go to five and when you hit five, then, then mm -hmm. the next breath is one, mm -hmm. okay. right? Because if you just try counting, you'll soon realize that you can count and follow your thoughts at the same time. <laughs> so, moving back to five, I mean, you know, back to Yeah, true, true. Good, good. How were the movements for you? Were you able to get involved in them? And Oh, yeah. Great, great. They were, they were good. They kind of wake up your body, right? And relax it. Yeah, and 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 our bodies, a body that's alive, alive, vital and relaxed, right? Mm -hmm. Vital and relaxed is a body that moves deeper into meditation faster. Because mm -hmm. we we work to get to that place back beyond the you know the thoughts that are always back there having some opinion about something. But beneath that, that silence, that real silence beneath that is a pretty awesome place. Mm -hmm. And the breath is a good way to help us get there. Thank you. Ooh, good evening, Dr. Berman. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Well, I am well. I wanted to share that I um, absolutely appreciated the preparation, um, gentle movement. I noticed that when I was transitioning into the practice, it was so smooth and so easy. Um, it was just wonderful. When we ended, I wanted it to go on a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It took me many, many years to take seriously the statement that your preparation for meditation is more important than your actual meditation time. Yes. And it's just like, no, that can't be right. And then I started actually doing it and it was like, oh my gosh. Yes. It was lovely. And it's, for me anyway, it's easier to do the movement than it is to sit in stillness. But who knew that the movement could help you move in stillness? Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so delighted you like it. <laughs> uh, anybody else? Come on. I know there are more people on here with something to say. Dr. Berman, I have some questions which is totally different from what, you know, people That's have been talking about, but I want to make every, I want to give everybody a chance to ask their question before I ask, because it might take a little longer. <laughs> Is it, would anybody else like to ask a question? We've got a lot of time that we can spend doing this. This is very unusual for me to have this much time to be talking after. <laughs> go, okay, go for it, we'll see. So you know how uh, la last week I told you about um, one of my family member passing away, you know, after um, a lot of struggle. Yeah. And I have been really, really pondering and thinking a lot about why is it people suffer so much 
before they like he suffered a lot before he died and i'm like trying to figure these questions out trying to figure out what is it that people have to and not just him so many people i know go through this pain and suffering what is it you know how is there anything we can do to kind of and i don't know if it's fate or what but you know these are questions which has been continuously like popping in my head and i'm trying to figure out how can i get answers to this so i have the idea that i'm just realizing how what dedication and discipline it takes to even answer the most basic question who am i right and it's kind of that's kind of a starting place of then being able to integrate everything that the i is experiencing so on one level i i think i've understood that what i can do what i can do for others when i experience that they are suffering and are in pain is to truly open my heart and 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 unselfishly send the energy of love to them you know if you're intimate with them i i mean if they're like family members you can talk to them in a loving way you can tell them the beauty you see in them and how grateful you are for their presence um and and many i think great leaders have said something like true healing comes from true love and 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 i think what that the meaning of true love is it's an unselfish love i'm i'm offering this to you with without asking anything in return for it um the why of what what's going on even in my own life sometimes right i don't know whether you've had the experience of at one point in your life something happened and you thought you understood it in a certain way i know when i was younger i could feel very sorry for myself because i felt a victim of something right and and i'm not saying something horrible happening my dad was a a career military man he was an officer in the air force and we moved all the time and i just got so sad at being the new girl all the time right and i used to feel so sad for myself about that so i saw myself as kind of a victim of the situation but now i look back on that and i see the strength that that built in me it helped me to understand that other people's opinions of me aren't as important as knowing myself so so in some way any any answer we can come up with at a time to explain something is always going to shift from hindsight is that making sense to you 
Yeah, it does. So my, the most basic thing I hear in your question is how can I, can I in any way help to relieve the suffering someone is going through? And I would offer to you that because suffering is an energy, right? And, and what it is that suffers is either the mind or the body or both, that the energy of our love being directed to them is probably the most powerful thing we can do, right? And, and if they're in a place where they can hear, perhaps the words of gratitude to acknowledge the importance of their presence, right? Their life force that's in this body that's suffering now, but how much that has meant to you. I, see, that's the only, you're the only person that can give your gratitude to someone. So that gift becomes so special and unique. It's only you can give it. So I know that that doesn't directly address the questions you asked, but it's, it's what I think and feel and choose to do when I'm in a situation like you just described. And, and in doing that, in really being able to be focused and quiet enough to have intention to send healing, loving energy to someone and then have our attention be on our heart center and the thoughts of love being generated and sent out with each heartbeat, right? Or each breath. You can anchor it in your body through a heartbeat or, or through a breath. That that helps <clears throat> the human brain focus on something other than, oh my God, this is so terrible. Oh my God, what can I do? Oh, I feel so helpless, right? Because that's not the energy you wanna be sending into the situation. Yes, makes sense. Yeah, it, it, it's, I don't know the happily ever after <laughs> answers, right? Because human life, we live in duality, right? My body only has meaning because I say, this is my body. It's not anything outside of this, you know, envelope of skin. So in order for one thing to have meaning, an opposite has to exist, right? The body versus the non-body. So <clears throat> what are we going to do if we want to experience joy and happiness and expansion? They only have meaning. I'm not saying that you have to have equal parts of anything. But that's, that's the way I hold these really, really hard questions about why do good people suffer? And, and what, why, do, why do I recognize suffering and feel that I can't do anything about it? Is to say, well, I know that love is real, right? Because I felt love for my mother, from, from other people in my life, I know the love I felt in my life. And so I can focus on sending that energy to this person. And that one helps us stay out of the, oh, I'm so helpless in this terrible situation. 
And I believe that that energy does go and in some way enters the person's field and does something, even if I can't see it overtly, especially if the person's unconscious. And you can always talk to their soul because their soul's not, not suffering. And that's what's going to endure after the, the, the soul leaves the body, the life force leaves the body. Sometimes doing um, your mantra with your beads helps also. It helps to calm our energy fields. Right. You're so beautiful. And your caring is so important to this world. Thank you so much for that. It makes me <clears throat> kind of, you know, obviously make sense. And sometimes when something makes sense, we can go, we can move out of that, oh my God, part of our brain into the thinking, I have to think about something before I can decide whether it makes sense or not, right? So we move ourselves out of that nasty loop of suffering, right? And feeling so helpless. Right. And it's not avoiding it. Do you know what I mean? It's right. shifting what we're focusing on. I don't know if you talk to your soul, but you can ask your soul if there's something you can do for their soul. Yes, I can do that. And partially that's why we want to learn how to meditate and to learn how to be able to discipline ourselves, to practice it, so we can get down to that deep, deep silence where those questions that actually even go beyond words, perhaps there's illumination in those parts of our, ourselves. And, and often those insights transcend words. We can't come back from that meditation experience and explain it in words. But we've changed, we're changed, our energy field has changed. Thank you for that, Dr. Berman. I will kind of make sure I remember, I want to kind of, uh, you know, um, work on that, like really the energy and the, uh, you know, talking to the soul and everything, so. Yes. You know, somebody told me once, um, we go on a spiritual path because we're either drawn by love and inspiration for somebody who's spiritual or the world beats us down with such a heavy stick. <laughs> we need we need something beyond this external world, right? So the carrot and the stick, right? Mm -hmm. And I think the world is in a 
is carrying a heavy stick for many of us these days. And that's why we come together because we want to make it a better place. Yeah. And I'm sure your question is a gift to other people who have similar situations or thoughts. So thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Bowman. For opening yourself like this. Thank you. So I think that I want to ask, any, does anybody else have anything to say or add at this time? Okay, so let's do our closing exercise. So <clears throat> this is a time when we all join our voices together, even if it doesn't come through on Zoom, because it gets a little weird when everybody's unmuted and doing it together. But you send out your love, your blessing to the planet and all life on the planet in the way that makes sense to you, a sound, a prayer, a word. Um, and if you use your hands in any gesture that's meaningful to you, I do three ohms and I send the energy out to the palms of my hands. But if we do it, I'll cue an in-breath and then when we intone or speak the, the blessing together, it makes it so much stronger because each one of us is sending love in our own way. So inhaling. Oh. Inhale. Thank you everyone and blessings for a wonderful week thank you so much thank you thank you so much thank you bye-bye thank you bye have a good night everyone yeah good night